In September 1346, King Edward III of England invaded the French port of Calais and placed the whole town under siege for a year. Philip IV of France attempted to save the people from starvation by negotiating with the English king. This amazing sculpture next to the Houses of Parliament in London is identical to the one in Calais. The history is so important that it has also been reproduced in other major world cities, including New York, Jerusalem and Paris. It's yet another one of those stories that has amazingly deep resonance with the mission and message of Jesus here on earth. After three years among the poor and the broken, he climbed a hill called Golgotha with a Roman cross on his back. It would end in his crucifixion a few hours later. Golgotha was known as Skull Hill because of its shape and its purpose. It was a notorious execution site on a former rubbish tip. Not exactly a glorious end to a three-year speaking and miracle tour, but here's how the life and death of Jesus connects with this sculpture and what happened in Calais all those centuries ago. Following intense negotiations between the King of England and the King of France, a deal was struck, but the terms were truly horrendous. The six wealthiest noblemen of the town of Calais were forced to take a humiliating walk of shame. They were stripped naked and with ropes around their necks, they had to offer themselves to the English crown in return for the lives of the town's population. And then at the 11th hour, the men's lives were spared because of an intervention by the English Queen. Nobody really knows what happened, but it is thought that because she was carrying their first child, she thought that it might be a bad omen if her husband was complicit in such a despicable act. While all that was going on in France, a law was passed here in England that required every town to have a set of stocks into which vile offenders were secured by the neck, the ankles, the wrists, or a combination thereof. They were then exposed to scorn, abuse, ridicule, and shame by the people of the town. And so the expression, walk of shame, was born. It has its roots in the journey taken by a convicted criminal to the town stocks. A headstock was called a pillory, which is where we get the expression to be pilloried or to have shame and scorn poured upon someone. Laughing stock, as an expression, also has its roots in those devices. It seems that old King Edward III of England was quite into this whole humiliation thing. Nice guy. One of the earliest references to the use of stocks is actually in the Bible, when the Apostle Paul and his co-worker Silas were arrested. These two guys had been powerfully converted by an encounter with the risen Jesus and were now fearless preachers of the gospel. The opposition to their message was fierce, but their success in reaching ordinary people was astounding. 
One day around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying together in their prison cell when there was suddenly a violent earthquake that shook the foundations of the prison. The prison doors flung open and the chains on all the prisoners fell off. The jailer woke up terrified, thinking that all the prisoners had escaped, took a sword and was about to kill himself. Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer entered the cell, fell on his knees, trembling before Paul and Silas and asked them this question. What must I do to be saved? Paul said, believe in Jesus Christ, put your trust in him. That's exactly what he did. And billions of people have done the same ever since. Prison doors in people's lives still swing wide open at the very mention of the name of Jesus. Did you know that right at the beginning of his three years of public life, he announced his intention by saying this, I have come to set the prisoners free. That is the reason why Jesus took the walk of shame to that famous execution site. There on the cross, he was suspended between heaven and earth and time and eternity for the sin of the entire world. Crucifixion was sport for the Romans at that time and it was described as the height of suffering and the depth of shame. But in some wonderful, miraculous way, a divine substitution took place. My depravity and the depravity of the entire world was laid upon Jesus. The walk of shame that should have been taken by each one of us was taken by him as he became the scapegoat for all of us. The Bible says this, Jesus Christ died once and for all to bring us back to God, the spotless in place of the unclean. Freedom has little to do with being released from physical restraints. It is about having a debt cancelled out by Jesus Christ. 2,000 years before your worst mistake and your most shameful act, he died in your place and then rose to life victorious, opening the access route back to God for you and me.